Hey everybody, welcome back to Just a Podcast. I love that we're so not in sync right now. Yeah, <laughs> I sped up. Well, Mara is currently shaking in her boots right now. <laughs> um, but today our episode is going to be a background noise style episode about pretty privilege. And that's not the only thing we're going to be discussing, but that is going to heavily flow most of our conversation. So we'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back. So we are going to start off with a with a quick high and low. Amara, do you want to do you want to walk us through? Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is not really a higher low, but um, I was just messing around on my computer like right before we started recording, and I got I was just I clicked on the Georgetown applicant portal for whatever reason, whatever reason, and it said I had an a, like a status update to my my portal and now i'm freaking out because i just got an email from them saying it was an admissions decision and now all my friends are like texting me that people are posting their decisions on like college confidential and stuff so i'm currently freaking out but i'm not gonna check because i know that if i check right now and it's not good news i'm literally going to like sob so that cannot happen right now but anyways i'm really worried about that sending you good vibes yeah for sure like here they are twinkle fingers what is college confidential it's like this (laughs) it's like it's kind of like reddit but just for college like you know those um you know those answer answer question answer boards like yahoo answers or quora it's like you post a question and then people can just respond with their answers so like i think there's I, I de- there's definitely one for the UK, like the student room or something. Oh my God, Caitlin just texted me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So like basically you can post any questions about school, like what dorm are you staying in or what, which colleges did you get into or like all of that stuff and people can just reply like a thread. So yeah, I'm really nervous. That wasn't a higher low. That's just a life update, but. Hey, little life update. Yeah. It's all good. Very recent life update too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. All right. Milan, do you have okay. a, a life update? I do life? have a life update. Um, and mine I could no, mine is definitely a high. Um, so I just found out not too yes. long ago. Don't want to stress you out tomorrow, but I just got accepted into George Washington yes, University. Queen. So, Yay! Yeah. Yeah. President. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, that was super exciting. I was a little bit nervous about that one, but Good news. Okay, Ken, life update. Glad to hear it. I'm just excited for spring break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm going skiing and I'm really excited because I haven't been skiing since I was like eight. Because normally for spring break, we'll go somewhere like hot. But since I'm going to school somewhere hot, and I was like, well, I don't want to <gasps> go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do two the same things. So I went skiing. And I'm That's excited. so fun. I'm excited yeah. for you. I've never gone skiing before. Thanks. So. Me either, I, and I think I'm going skiing soon as well. So, can you give me some tips? Well, okay. <laughs> so it's it's funny because last time that I went, it was it was multiple families, and like I was eight. DJ was DJ and my brother. He was like ten or something, and we were there for like a 
it was like a tournament, like a basketball or baseball tournament, but we always have like fun days for like the family to do stuff. And so you, you know how there's like a little like there's a seat and then you like go up. What, what's that thing called? Ski lift. Like, oh, the ski lift. Yeah. Ski lift. There you go. So there's a ski lift. So I didn't really realize I was young. So there's like a path for you to ski, but like outside of that path it's just straight trees and you are so high up oh like that sounds great okay right so (laughs) you guys get what i'm saying so like you're you're very high up and it's just like deep forest so it's like you better not fall i had no idea didn't know i was rolling my parents were like trying to keep up with me i was having the time of my life i was i was going down cutting those turns i was having so much fun and then afterwards they were like did you even realize that like it was like a like a full like you better not turn the cliff oh my goodness (laughs) i have a story time kind of also about this I want to hear it. So basically when I was in um, Switzerland, we had this day where we went to this mountain and there was an activity where you basically got in a go-kart with like two people and you Mm -hmm. just slid down the entire mountain. Like you just went from straight to the top all the way back down. And then once you got to the bottom, you got into another cart and then you were like literally pulled back up. The mountain <gasps> with a string kind of like a ski lift but <laughs> the string it was the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my entire life going up but oh. i remember going down was the most exhilarating thing i've ever done <laughs> ever and it was so pretty too like we went um in early summer so all of the flowers were still like blooming so they were oh, just like flowers sweet. all around and then there were some parts of the mountain that were still snowy. So it was like yeah. some parts were snowy and then like there were flowers all around and there were birds and the sun was out. And I was like, wow, I am literally in a movie right now. That's do I need to add that to my bucket list? It sounds like oh, it. I think you do. Yeah. I didn't even realize I needed it until I did it. So that's so cool. Go to Switzerland with me. I, um, I, from what I know about Switzerland now, I would totally move there. Really? Yeah. It's wow. really nice. Like, um, I I really like the two big cities, like Zurich and Lucerne. I definitely liked, uh, God, where did I go first? I definitely liked Zurich more than Lucerne, mm-hmm. but um, we stayed in this really pretty chalet type thing, and it was family run. So basically, they cooked like all of the food for us, oh, and like nice. it was really nice. And then after we ate, they took us to the top of the mountain, so we could see like this. I'll send y'all pictures, but it was, like, the most beautiful view I've ever seen in my entire life, and, like, there were these rolling hills, and the sun was going down, and there were cows on the mountain, and (gasps) it was so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm gonna need to make a trip. Words don't do it justice, y'all. Words do not do it justice. I think, um, Switzerland is one of the, like, for, like, female travelers, I think it's one of the safest places to travel. It is safe. Oh, I love yeah, that. Really yeah, and you know be- because of that, I was like, oh man, like I definitely want to like check it out and stuff. But now hearing that, that is so cool. Yeah, I love all kinds of stuff like that. I get kind of too into it. Like <laughs> when I went snorkeling before, I was way ahead. Literally, the boat was almost not in sight. So, oh my, I, <laughs> I need to calm down a little bit when it comes to stuff like that but i love adrenaline (laughs) 
That seems really fun. That's like an ongoing roller coaster. Okay, wait, how long was it? Do you think which one the um going down the mountain? Was it short? Oh gosh, I guess like it wasn't all the way up the mountain. It was kind of like halfway up. Mm-hmm. So it was about like forty-five seconds of going down because it was really fast when we went down. Yeah. But then coming back up was a lot longer. Like it took like five minutes to get back up. Oh my goodness! I wow! I really want to do that. Yeah, oh it was, wow! It was so fun. I feel like I was really scared at first because I was like, dang, I could really just fly off of this cart because you kind of have to steer it yourself because it's not straight down. Like there's some twists and turns, Yeah, but it was really fun. It was really great. That's awesome. Wow. Fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. All righty. Now that we've had our, our little check-in, should we get started? Yeah. A little bit change of pace. Yes. So we are going to talk about is pretty privilege real is pretty privilege a thing try saying that 10 times fast right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let's first start off what do you guys think pretty privilege is like if someone asked like describe it what would you guys like describe it based off of i think of just someone like who's really almost objectively attractive getting all sorts of privileges and like Mm -hmm. like like the first example that I think of is how celebrities who fully mm-hmm. are millionaires will get like free food and get to mm-hmm, cut yeah. in line for just being conventionally attractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can definitely agree with that. That was pretty spot on. Amara, do you have like a another definition or was that pretty spot on? Yeah. Basically just like um, having an easier time in life because you're conventionally attractive. Yeah. So, so this week, it was I was I, I was thinking about what we should record and one commentary channel that I watch, she was discussing like pretty privilege. And then I was like, oh wait, like I kind of want to go into that and like talk about do you guys think that that's a thing? So I guess like for example, and like interviews or something mm-hmm. like that, do you think pretty privilege would really affect right if someone is just naturally like very very just beautiful do you think that would affect their chances of getting the position i definitely think there's like two sides to that because either you can be very intimidated by it Mm. and like um maybe see some sort of like competition or aggression i think it's like there's a study that proves that like people are more judgmental of people they consider attractive or conventionally beautiful But also, I do think that if you present yourself in a way that makes you more physically attractive, then you're more likely to maybe secure a professional position or something because you're put together. So Mm. I don't know. When I think of pretty privilege, though, I definitely think of like TikTok (laughs) and like how Mm -hmm. people on TikTok blew up. Mm, Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. We can go over that. Yeah, for the interview um, standpoint, the first two things that I think of is um, someone, say a really, really uh, attractive person walks into the interview room. Does the interviewee now think of them as like, oh, they're too pretty. They can't be good at anything else. Mm, Like, and like discount their abilities. Or I also go back to the conversation of like, that we had about cultural appropriation versus appreciation. And 
if someone goes into a room with an Afro, are they going to be treated differently than someone who goes in with just like straight hair or curly hair or like, like wavy hair, that sort of thing. Yeah. For that second one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny that you say that my mom, she told me one day, um, she was like, look up. It was business professional woman. There's a business professional. I'm looking it up. Okay. So look up business professional black woman. Let's all do it. I got to do it on my phone because if I type it on my computer, y'all will hear the clicking. (laughs) Honestly. Okay. So when you guys pull it up, tell me what you all see. Like what is the common denominator? Okay. So I see, I'm seeing a lot of long hair. Um, it's, it's not as bad as I was expecting, but I, I'm seeing a lot of um, kind of like the same picture of this one person who's like in a, a suit with a little skirt and she's got super long, coily hair, but maybe like 3C hair, mm-hmm. 3C, 4A. a lot of women though with like straight hair though, like pressed uh-huh. and long. Mm-hmm. Some... Okay with short hair, all wearing suits. They all look great. (laughs) They do. Okay, so now let's look up unprofessional. um, Sorry, I'm typing it as I go. Unprofessional, should we say business? hmm. Maybe like employee. Unprofessional black women? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to say it like for like an interview. So like unprofessional black woman. Let's 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 look that up, okay? Oh, so what do we see? It's not even like honestly the the pictures aren't that different, bro. No, huh? like it's, it's, How is this unprofessional? It, they are no. all Instagram ready. They no. are. It's even showing like, one person who's like on a news station, black news mm-hmm. anchor fired for after wearing unprofessional natural hairstyle. Her hair is literally pressed. Hmm. Gosh, women are literally gorgeous. Like these women are look amazing. I don't know why. Like I don't yeah. see a single person who looks not professional. Yeah. Like, like they, they they dressed for success in all of these yeah, pictures. 100%. Yeah, 100 percent The only gorgeous. thing is their hair is natural. Right? Mm-hmm. Not even yeah. most of them though. I mean, like honestly, no true. I'm seeing braids. Yeah, I'm there's seeing- all types. Yeah, I'm seeing all types of hair. But when you look that up, that's what comes up. And it's like, well, why is that? And I do feel like, back to what Milan was saying, I feel like it does affect like an interview position if we're going back to pretty privilege, right? And if your hair um, is, I don't know, like in braids or maybe your natural texture. Maybe some people can see that as like unprofessional. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, well, wait, what if it's someone that's just very, very attractive, but they're wearing that hairstyle? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, for example, I think, um, when, Oh, yes. Okay, so Zendaya. Zendaya is very pretty. But to one... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very pretty. And one, I don't know if it was an award show, but it was some event. 
she wore was it dreads it was the oscars the oscars in like like 2017 or something okay okay and i remember there was a conversation about that because zendaya is very pretty but she decided to wear her hair as a way that it's sorry in a way that people see as not pretty right so there was some backlash with some people saying some things about it and i don't know like what is what's you guys's take on that like on the zendaya situation what's your take yeah the there was one person who said she looked like she smelled like patchouli oil there were a lot of people commenting on so dreadlocks as we have spoken about is a cultural hairstyle they're not dirty they are not nothing but a lot of people were commenting on because she went to the to the award show especially since it was the oscars i guess uh with that choice hairstyle that it was unprofessional and that it exemplified all the negative features of the culture it represented mm -hmm. just unfair Mm-hmm. And I I honest I really love how she did that. I really love how she chose a hairstyle that she wanted to choose, despite how it is seen in society. And probably going to a big award show like the Oscars, people are dressed to the nines, their hair is, you know, done and everything like that. So it would have been very easy to just have her natural hair and just straighten it. Or I think her natural hair is like pretty loose. It's wavy. yeah, it's wavy. Yeah. And she's mixed. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she could have just done that, but she decided to do this hairstyle. And I think it brought up a conversation that needed to be had. See, I didn't even, are you saying she went and, and tried to make a statement? Cause I thought she literally just went cause it's a popular hairstyle and just wore it. Like that's just how she wanted to wear her hair. I don't think she tried to make a statement, okay. but it's known that that hairstyle, how it is viewed in society, right? Mm -hmm. So when choosing that hairstyle, it may get a little bit of backlash from how people may view it. Sadly, that's just how it is. But I like how that didn't stop her. And she still wore the hairstyle and it brought up this conversation um, that I think needed to be had. So Amara, what's your take? looking at the picture of her right now and i think she looks like absolutely she looks amazing yeah. and it really makes me sad to know that stereotypes regarding hair are still being perpetuated after this many years um i just it's just all of these like microaggressions and just racist mm -hmm. comments towards literally someone's physical appearance like something that they cannot change or they shouldn't have to change for any reason um i don't know it just makes me really upset and i've never had to deal with anything regarding my physical appearance and i'm so grateful for that but i just i can't imagine like what it must be like having to think about literally like can i wear this hairstyle to go to work like can i wear this hairstyle for this important meeting it's just it's really unfortunate and i'm sorry if you've ever had to deal with that Truly. Yeah. And you know what? So I had an interview today, actually, for a college. And 
the thought went through my head. Oh, wait, what if they're going to like my hair is in braids right now? I was like, what if they're going to like think I'm immature or unprofessional, I guess, because mm-hmm. I'm wearing my hair in this way? That that thought did cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't really care because it shouldn't be an issue. But mm-hmm. the fact that it crossed my mind is an issue. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So now I guess we can move into TikTok. Yeah. Right? I was going to oh, say, yeah. let's go back to the TikTok stuff. So Amara, you were, you mentioned TikTok. So did you want to start this conversation off? Yeah, sure. So when you posed that idea, um, the first thing I thought of was like around March of last year when all of, not March, oh my God, even earlier. Cause I remember doing mm-hmm. like renegade stuff way before that. But mm-hmm. um, when TikTok dances started getting really popular and like people such as um, Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, Dixie D'Amelio, Lil Huddy, like all of those people were getting really, really popular. And I was just sitting there watching these videos thinking they literally, I, th- this is not really anything that deserves multi-millions of views and dollars yet. I genuinely believe that the only reason they have as much fame and as much of a platform as they do is because of how pretty they are and because of how conventionally attractive they are. Like, Addison Rae is gorgeous. <laughs> like, I think she's beautiful. But I don't think that if she looked like a quote-unquote normal person, I don't know if she would have been able to have the opportunities that she had through TikTok. Like, I know that her friend, like she's friends with A-list celebrities now. She recently had a makeup line come out. She had a new song come out. Like, I just don't know if that would have happened for her if she hadn't been conventionally attractive and on TikTok at the right time. So I'd love to hear you guys' opinions on this also. The part that kills me is when people will just go on and like find whatever is the popular TikTok song and just like smile, give a little fake smile and mouth the lyrics for two yeah. seconds. And then that blows up. Like, yeah. what are you, oh you're my not gosh. even See, doing like, anything. I, I might have said, like, I definitely think that Charlie and Addison or whatever, like, they, ha- they have the capability to dance or whatever. But I just don't think that, like, zooming in on your face and mouthing lyrics to a Doja Cat song is, like, worth, like, how is that worth money? Like, how is that worth fame? How is that worth attention? Like, what have they done that has been extraordinary you know like what what have they done that has garnered that much attention like i definitely have seen charlie d'amelio actually dance before and i think she is really talented but that's not like i i don't know i don't think that's how she became famous like there are so many people that i know who dance that are so much more talented than her so and i don't want to knock them and like their fame and stuff because I don't exactly think they, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to just like take that away from them, but it doesn't make sense to me when someone else can be doing the same thing or be expressing an even more complex talent and they don't get nearly the same amount of recognition. That doesn't really make any sense to me. And like when you think of those Mm -hmm. content houses that kind of came up around the time, like um, what was it called? Oh my God. The hype, hype house. Was that what it Mm is? Yeah. When the hype house, happened i remember like looking at the promo photos for them and literally everybody was white everybody was white and they were they were what you would consider 
like eurocentrically pretty like they all had good jaw lines and they all have like pretty hair they was straight um their skin was really fair like i i think the only person in the hype house that was a person of color was avani hmm. do y'all know who avani i don't even was? know who that is yeah exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> um she's cool but. i do know um of who she is but yeah i mean i think you know hey they maybe were just in the right place at the right time and yeah um yes they are dancers and things like that which is awesome um but going more into tiktok so i was listening to we said what we said by denzel dion and ricky thompson and in their conversation i was listening and I was thinking like, oh, wait, like that's very true. So when we think about the Renegade Dancer, the original Renegade Dancer, mm. she's black. That's she's a good Renegade. point. Okay. When I thought about Renegade, well, you know, when it was blowing up, I thought Charlie D'Amelio, right? Because that's the person that I saw doing the dance and getting all of this hype over it. But in reality, Ellen on The Ellen Show brought the um, African-American female who actually made the dance and she got the recognition. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. And I was like, like, I thought Charlie made that dance. So then I was just like, well, was that a part of like pretty privilege of like, basically you're doing the same thing, but the one who is seen as... Is it unconventionally more pre- or conventionally? Or it doesn't fit society's standards of beauty, especially no, like no, no. Eurocentric. What? No, no, yeah. What what I was saying was for someone that is just extremely pretty, it blew up with them, but not with the other. So yeah, conversation that we are going to talk about when we come back from break. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, We're back from our break. And before we begin, we just wanted to make a couple clarifications of some things we said in the past half. So I'll start off. Number one, I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to say that Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, people who blew up on TikTok aren't deserving of their success and they're not doing good things with their success. We're basically just saying that we do believe that there is an aspect of attractiveness which goes into who becomes famous and who doesn't like we literally talked about how we were all able to recognize names like charlie d'amelio addison ray etc but i mentioned avani and milan and kennedy didn't understand or didn't know so that was what i wanted to say i think ken had something else she wanted to say too yeah yeah yeah. and in the past half and then we can continue um i was talking about the renegade dance and i wanted to say both of the females are very pretty It's just that I think it got popular because one is seen by society like traditionally pretty. Yes. Yes. Like just unconventionally. No, conventionally. 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 Oh, I I got it backwards. I got it backwards. One is just seen conventionally more pretty. You know, um, so I don't want that to take away from the African-American female because she is beautiful as well. 
just as well as Charlie D'Amelio. Um, yeah, like on our break, we were talking about how like basically this conversation has been leading towards the fact that society is has so much like undercover racism basically like people we see or deem to be pretty are usually people with eurocentric features and people who are seen to be as not necessarily as pretty by society as a whole tend to be people of color and that's really unfortunate Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was speaking to someone in the past couple of weeks, and they were saying they made a conjecture about the future. And they were saying that they believe the world is basically going to come in and globalize into basically one culture. And so yeah. with access to technology and all those sorts of things, it's for one, it's less accessible for people of minorities and people in other cultures such as countries like Africa so in that way it's just harder for them to establish their own culture in the rest of global society but also it seems like for the major the major countries like those are the ones that are ruling all of the trends and especially from what I see it's like lots of people are trying to follow Americans. And yeah, so, I was also going to say, like, um, European, like, Western Europeans, yep. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's where that goes into, like, everyone trying to follow and appreciate those Eurocentric beauty features and standards and, like, um, underappreciating those of other areas. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's not fair. But it's also embedded into a lot of systems and societies, and it can be hard to even realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I find it really interesting, though, because when I think of, like, um, maybe Indian pop culture or, you know, Korean pop culture or East Asian pop culture, their standard of beauty is completely different than Mm -hmm. ours because they have this strong identity um, within their country of popular media, like Bollywood in India is so extremely popular. And it's I huge. would say that like, although a lot of Bollywood actresses that are famous do have more Eurocentric features, they're obviously not white, you know, they look like Indian women. And I think that um, pretty privilege is definitely a thing for them as well. It's just that it's different because their society is not necessarily as focused on the same things that Americans are, or they're not focused on them in the same way. In that similar vein, I was listening to an interview with Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even realize this. Like I, I've known who she was for a very long time, but just a couple months ago, I was listening to this interview and I didn't know that she was huge yes. in Hollywood. I used to watch Humongous. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah, so a massive figure. And then she comes to the United States and nobody knows who who she is and she can barely get any jobs. Yeah, there are some, oh my goodness, there are some extraordinarily popular Bollywood actors and actresses, like household names that I don't think that like any Americans would know. Yeah, we have (laughs) no idea. I think that's so wild. Yeah, so I want to go back to standard of beauty. And I'm thinking now, 
question. Do you mm -hmm. guys think the standard of beauty is meant to be met? What do you mean by that? Do you think that- Like, is it attainable? Yes. Do And do people expect you to attain it? Not that far. Just do you oh. think that the standard of beauty, of beauty is attainable? I think it's based in perfectionism. Mm -hmm. So, no. It's, it's so obvious that not everyone has all perfect days. Like, who was the Instagram person that you were talking about that you like, Kennedy? Oh, Clara and herself. Yeah. She, she's basically an Instagram model as well. I don't know her entire brand. But, like, she has her little photo shoots and stuff. But just the fact that she shows that um, some of her pictures are unintentionally not, just not the most flattering, like, that's natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amara, what do you think? Um, so I definitely think that when I think of the standard of beauty, there are definitely a few women and men that pop into my head. But I think that to me, they meet the standard of beauty, but maybe not to themselves, they don't. Like, I think mm -hmm. it's all very subjective and it's also very personal. Like, maybe someone would look at me and be like, wow, she's so beautiful. Like, she meets the standard of beauty, but like, mm -hmm. I definitely don't think I do. So I think it's all very subjective. Like, I think when you ask that question, the first person I thought of was Madison Beer because I think she is gorgeous. However, there have been a lot of like, not scandals because it's not really a scandal if you choose to get plastic surgery or not. But like, um, she was outside of a plastic surgery place and people were questioning um, if she had lied to her fans about getting plastic surgery. And that was kind of weird for me because when I think of Madison Beer, I think of her as like the standard of beauty because I think she's gorgeous. But then there's also people like, um, oh gosh, who else? Who else is beautiful? So many people. Like I think Zendaya is beautiful. I think mm -hmm. um, the Hadids are beautiful. I think um, in regards to men, like, gosh, who's the guy who plays Captain America? What's his name? Chris oh, Evans? Chris Evans. Like I think he's considered like, beautiful i think johnny depp is really attractive like leonardo dicaprio like all of these people i think are considered to be like the standard of beauty but they all look so different mm -hmm. they, still yeah. have, they have some features oh, in common do they? No, well they have some features in common but like when i said zendaya doesn't look anything like madison beer mm -mm. but i think historically like in their background all of those people have a lot in common. That's that's true. Like, if you look up pictures of young Leonardo DiCaprio and young Johnny Depp, they look like the same person. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they do look like the same person. I feel like for men, it's that, like, strong jawline and, like, mm -hmm. definitely blue eyes. Blue eyes I for both men and women. Hmm. I don't know. I think what like those those examples that you just listed, I, I think that's a perfect instance of like um what is it? Just the demonstration that we as a society kind of all have this similar standard of beauty and mm -hmm. we um the we have a particular image that we strive toward and it tends to rely around um, Eurocentric features. Yeah. Because really, I think, I think, um, 
those people, they do kind of differ in their look. Their backgrounds are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. But I think those are all people that in America, especially like it's you're not really arguing that those people are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, but I, I also wanted to mention, I like that thought that you can have so there's kind of like that universal universal societal standard of beauty but there's also a standard of beauty that individuals can uphold mm -hmm. like, um when i think of that i think like oh i'm attracted to maddie healy of the 1975 i think he's beautiful but he may not be considered beautiful to like everybody else in the world but like, right. i think madison beer is beautiful but i don't support her and i'm not attracted to her you know so i don't know Hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask that question because just thinking about it, I realized that there are so many different standards of beauty and in different places, people try to attain those standards. So say, for example, here, like a skinny nose, I think that is something that is seen as beautiful. But like in East Asia, the double double um eyelid i yes the the double eyelid is something very big that people get surgery on because it's seen as attractive so and dark eyebrows too oh mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i haven't um, heard of that one i um, i know a lot of people who've gotten their eyebrows like microbladed yeah so that they can be more prominent on their face yeah and i know in like certain tribes my dad sent me something the other day but it's seen as more pretty the more weight that you have on you. And that specific tribe is seen as more pretty um, and just beautiful. So I think there, there are so many different standards of beauty. And I was just wondering, like, do you guys think that they are attainable? Because it's like, it's not really just one standard. Does that make sense? I have no idea. Yeah. Yes. I think that that is the mentality you have to have as a human that there are so many different standards of beauty. I, I like to say like there's 7 billion people on the planet. There's 7 billion people, like 7 billion different standards of beauty. So just remembering that you are probably someone's taste. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you don't, yeah, like. You're probably more than one person's taste. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go and look like this one person because everyone yeah. has different opinions this is art the facial features and and body types and all of that i think of it as like a an art form and so art is always subjective it's in the eye of the beholder i have a question mm -hmm. how would you like guys say that the standard of beauty has changed over time but in what aspects would you say that it has remained constant? Hmm. When we think about the standard of beauty, like I'm going to start way at the beginning of time. So, okay. um, with the amoeba. Okay. <laughs> anyways, um, so I know. Oh my god! Do you think amoeba thought that other amoeba were attractive? Nah, they were just living it up. Oh, okay. I don't think they had enough, like, time or brain cells to form a standard of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I know that years ago, so very pale skin was seen as very pretty. Where now, 
in like America, very tan skin is seen as very pretty. So I think that that's a big change that has happened. And I was watching, you guys know I watch my documentaries and I forget exactly what it was on. Um, but someone was from an Asian country. I forget which country, but they were saying that the paler your skin is, it's like, I guess the more respected you are, because it's like, you don't, you're, you're not a worker. You're not an outside worker where like mm-hmm. the darker your skin is, it's like, Oh, like you're an outside worker and it's not as respected. Um, so once again, like it's all different everywhere because America is like, oh, tan skin. And then in other places, it's like, tan no. skin, but not ethnic skin, though, which is weird. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, can't wrap my brain around sun it. And turn into some crispy bacon tan skin. Like sunburnt, peeled off tan skin. Yeah. Okay. Why do you think that is? Do you, do you think that it, I don't, I, I can't wrap my, my brain around it. Like, why do you, why do you think that is? I don't think we need to have an answer for it, but I yeah. just yeah, it shouldn't have I an know. answer. Like why? It shouldn't be that's racist. Literally racist. <laughs> that's racist. That's the answer. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't understand. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, but going back to the question, I think right now the image it's like incredibly unattainable because. We want everybody to be super fit, but we also want everyone to have like the per- like curvy, slim, thick, just the perfect hourglass figure, but like works out every day. Yeah, that's not, that's, not that's obviously going to have different effects on different <laughs> people. And then for for like guys, it's a total other different thing. I think I think a big chest, big arms, like washboard abs. I guess that's the the main thing. Apparently, calves are pretty like. <gasps> I do like calves. I do. What? I mean, legs legs are kind of my thing. Legs but like, what? apparently, calves are <laughs> calves are um up there with like big chest and stuff. But so. Being super fit, but also having the perfect body. I think in the in the past, uh, just pe- people liked a little bit more meat. No, but now there's I've like noticed. the the Timothy Chalamet look, like the, mm. the curly hair, I don't think- like the like mm-hmm. emaciated features almost. Okay, okay. So I feel bad for Timmy T, no, I but him. no, I don't. I don't want to. Not that I feel bad for him. <laughs> But I think it's I, I I kind of like cringe a little when in compilations of of attractive people they only ever show his face they never <laughs> they never show anything else and I like as a whole person I know the Timmy T style that's very that that's a whole other set of like um someone's perfect guy but in a lot of the compilations they just show it's like he doesn't have a bad body like if you've seen he doesn't he's like call me by your name that man literally is never wearing a shirt in that movie (laughs) but (laughs) he's healthy it's like he he looks good like he looks like a normal person you know he doesn't necessarily have abs or whatever like his arms he doesn't have a lot of like muscle i think he just looks like a a lanky person like what a normal lanky person would look like (laughs) Yeah, he's he's not Chris Hemsworth. Okay, so now that we've kind of like shifted to guys, 
I asked a guy and I was like, Oh, oh, Kennedy? Can you talk to a man? You did what? <laughs> Who said they weren't in my family? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say it was like it was Roxy's boyfriend. <laughs> so, Roxy, Roxy is a dog, if you didn't. Yes. Um, that's okay. My dog. Anyways, I asked a guy and I said, Do you think that like it's a thing to like achieve these beauty standards for men, you know, to have like a, like a six pack to have like all these muscles and I was like do you do you think that's like something that like guys think about and deal with and he was like yeah a hundred percent and I was like see I never I never really thought about it on the guy's perspective um of like being like shredded like lifting weights every day you know i never really thought about it on that side when then when you just brought up timothy chalamet he like naturally i guess is like slimmer um but that doesn't disregard that he's healthy right like healthy is in all different shapes and sizes and i don't know it just goes to like a whole different beauty standard like for guys that some guys may try to obtain of just being this like bodybuilder i don't know it was just something that was put into perspective for me because i was like oh man guys deal with it too oh my goodness like i just i just didn't really think about it yeah i've actually heard that body image is worse for guys yeah um but so we we are getting to a more binary conversation i just want to add in that i would love to hear how body image and different mm-hmm. things standards of beauty are for non-binary people and all all people under that umbrella so if you have expertise on that definitely let us know yeah for sure but we'd love to hear yes all right well have we kind of wrapped up our is pretty privilege a thing conversation i like that we kind of didn't come well we came to a conclusion that pretty privilege is a thing but yeah, like, it's got to be. To a conclusion on the whole beauty standard thing, like yeah, me too. Other than you know racism, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I kind of, I wish I think we should do some more digging on this and keep talking about it because it's really interesting. Yeah, it's- yeah. What are what are your thoughts? Not not you, Amara, but listeners. What are your thoughts? You can go ahead and share those with us. On our Instagram at just a dot. That was smooth. That was so smooth, Milan. Thank you so much. I was thinking about. I was thinking about it. Um, I was like, how am I gonna do this transition? That was really great. Oh yeah. That was yeah. Honestly, I give you snaps. Uh, Hey, can I hear them? Can you hear them? Can you hear? There you go. Thank you. Thank you. That feels really nice. Yeah, of course. So yeah, go ahead and tag us, do all that, uh, you know, digital stuff. And also we are on quite a few listening platforms. You can go and listen to us on different platforms. And if you need help finding them, go and check out our link tree at linktree slash just a dot podcast. That is also where you can find out how to go and order stickers and how to be a guest fill out the guest form and like i was giving a message to non-binary people people under that umbrella 
go to fill out the guest form and you can let us know. All right, y'all. So thank you so much for listening and hope to have you back next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hey, everyone. So we wanted to pop on here and just express that we are with the AAPI community and we support the AAPI community. Very sad that a shooting happened. Um, Eight people died and it was close to us. So we would like to say that we are here with you and yeah, other, other thoughts. Yes, we stand in solidarity to stop Asian hate because none of this for any person of any culture is okay. It should not ever be tolerated. Yeah, we completely condemn the acts of violence, the blatant racism. We condemn the hypersexualization of Asian women, and we just are striving for change. There are a lot of things that you can do to help the community during this time. You can donate to the families. You can um, express your support for um, legislation by calling your representatives. You can attend protests, vigils, marches, anything right now to show your support would be amazing. And yeah, the Just a Podcast team just wants you all to know that we completely stand behind the Asian American community at this time and will continue to do so forever. So.